So uh, we're doing a slight change of plans. We are still watching the same Next Generation episode, The Mating Game. Um, Ooh, it's like a take on the dating game. That's right. And there was a movie apparently called The Mating Game in like the 50s or 60s, like a comedy. So again, not named after a song, but we are almost there where every episode will be named after a song. Yeah, I think it. Um, we see it a lot in like the as the the series goes on yeah and like at the like as of season two onward like every episode i think there's a few at the end of season one that that do it though Mm -hmm. so um but yeah we decided instead of watching the one where um spike and shane have sex we realized there was an episode that matched better with this one it's called the best laid plans in junior high and I was, I was surprised by it. It wasn't awful. Yeah. I was expecting a lot of secondhand embarrassment. Oh, it's cringy, but like it's good cringe, cringe. But it's not terrible. Yeah. I would argue that maybe this episode of the Next Generation is a little bit more cringy than that episode. Okay. Well, let's Ugh, let's, let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. So the episode opens. We fade, we, we fade in on a, the close-up of a jewelry box with a chain. The largest chain. Now, to be fair, when I was around that age, like... That was a thing. Yeah, and my, my step-grandfather passed away, and he had a bunch of, like, gaudy, awful jewelry, like, chains like that. And my grandma was like, well, do you want any of this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like... I'm in a new school. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I've started here. Like they don't know me yet. So like, I, can, I was wearing I like can reinvent myself. I was wearing like hideable, hideous, horrible jewelry, just like this. So it's um, an A and a J. Yeah. For Ashley and Jimmy. Aw, for their eight month dating anniversary. Which like. I mean, when that is almost like a tenth of your life or whatever, like that is a a large portion of your life when you are only 12. It's a pretty big milestone when you're in grade eight. Yeah. I don't think relationships make it that far. No, there was like maybe one couple in my school that was like the couple that dated the, the, you know, for months. Like most of the time it was like, oh, like so-and-so they're dating. And it was like for a month, maybe. Yeah, because I think that. A part of the fun of dating back then was the breakup. Yeah. Because it could be dramatic. Yeah. And then you... Like people choosing sides and like... Yes. The girls are saying this and the boys are saying this. Yes. And I also think that um, there was like that uh, amount of attention that you'd get from the breakup as well. Yeah. Especially if it was public. Yeah. So good for Jimmy and Ashley for for making it to eight months. Yes, so that's I, what that's what this necklace is. <laughs> I don't remember giving or getting anything this substantial, especially in elementary school. No, like my dad had like um, they called them like an ID bracelet. It sort of looks similar oh, to like this yeah. chain, and like my dad had an ID bracelet that like a girlfriend gave him for like like a six month or or maybe a year when they were like you know early twenties or something. Okay, cute. But that was like that was you know in their twenties in yeah. the 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 seventies or whatever. Like that was a different thing. Yes, it this is insane. Yeah. So she is showing it to Terry. 
And Terry says it's perfect. It's romantic and masculine. Just like Jimmy. Yeah. So they are in Mrs. Kwan's uh, English slash drama class. I think it's just English, but she's making them act out. She's just assigning them Romeo and Juliet. So she's giving them all like manila envelopes that have their role in it, which is bizarre. I, I do love that because it's, again, very the suspense. Yeah. And it's dramatic. Yeah. Um, Alex and I were just saying right before we uh, started recording that we didn't read or do Romeo and Juliet until grade nine. Yeah. So maybe Degrassi is a more advanced school than the schools we went to. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're pretty cutting edge, so I guess. But maybe she was sort of trying to prep them for high school a little bit more. Yeah. Um. It's it's but I mean they're also around the age of Romeo and Juliet like that's the right age to be doing it but uh, my my dog is snoring right now <laughs> I don't know if you can hear um, but she is obviously quite bored of this episode already twenty four seconds in yeah she is not here for it yeah, Ooh. yeah. Terry is assigned a male role and Jimmy is Romeo obviously Jimmy is Ro- Romeo and Ashley has has been assigned the nurse. And she is so mad about it. Oh, especially when you find out that Juliet is being played by Paige. I gotta be honest, though. I feel like the nurse is a good part. It's pretty substantial. Oh, yeah. Because there's not a lot of female roles in Romeo and Juliet. No. So to get the nurse, like, Terry is a guy. Yeah. Like, fuck off, Ashley. Yeah. Also, that doesn't, like, ugh she bothers me so yeah ashley looks incensed and uh terry's like who's juliet and of course Paige does the romeo romeo warfare at the romeo while twirling her hair and jimmy gives like a sort of like concerned look little grin little half grin yeah you know what though again i think miss kwan did a good job casting because Paige is probably a better actress than ashley Paige also seems like the kind of girl who'd get married at like 14 or whatever Yes, she does seem like a like a romantic. Yeah, whereas Ashley does seem more like, I'm the nurse. I'm going to sternly warn you against doing, you know, fun things. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit of a Debbie Downer, which yeah. she kind of is. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, close up on somebody's butt and credits are over. And we've got a bunch of people running into school. So it's JT and Toby. JT is so excited because Dr. Sally is coming. Yeah, so. Who, I guess Dr. Sally actually had a show. So, oh, okay. So Sue Johansson, who plays Dr. Sally, had the Sunday night sex show, <laughs> which was where people could call in with questions about um, sex and, and healthy sex and relationships and like oh hey like you know my i remember watching one time and the the woman was like my boyfriend's kind of adventurous and he ejaculated in my ear and now i can't hear properly oh my god and sue was like you got to fill up the bathtub with like a little bit of water and like lay on your side and like like she but she had like no judgment she was the best and the coolest thing about this is like if you grew up in in canada and watched uh w network i think it was on or whatever like late at night you would see her show but people who've been watching degrassi forever she is 
coming back into the role of Dr. Sally, which she plays in junior high and high. When Arthur is having wet dreams, they call Dr. Sally played by Sue. So Sue does a total of four episodes that she actually appears in. Yeah. And then one where she's just mentioned playing Dr. Sally. So this is our first um, introduction. Yes. Yeah. In in this series, but she's a estab- she's an established character in the Degrassi universe. So I didn't know that it was actually a real show until uh, we were talking about Degrassi at work, and someone said, "I remember watching Doctor or yeah, whatever. Sex with Sue, Sex with Sue." So I obviously wasn't allowed to watch that, but I didn't know it was a real thing. Yeah. So that's well, kind she, of exciting. She came to to Mohawk when we were there. Did she? Yeah, she did okay. a whole big presentation in the the uh, the the theater there. Oh, the... I obviously missed that. You missed out. She brought out all her toys. <laughs> she had she had like a little like almost like the tickle trunk like on no, Mister Dress Up. It don't was like a it, to it was that. a tickle trunk of dildos and stuff. Where she's like, oh. if you're looking into like, she's like, I don't really condone butt play. Like I'm not all about it. Like whatever. But if you're gonna do it, like no judgment. You need a you need a plug with like a wide base. So you need something like this. But if you're if you're exploring toys and if you're exploring whatever, like if your partner's uh like penis isn't long enough, like there's these things that they can get where it's almost like a a, a condom like slides on and makes it longer and like. She just did everything like no judgment. And that's what people loved about her. And she's still alive. She is 91 years old. Go Sue. Yeah. Wow. So she's the best. So yes, in in Degrassi, Dr. Sally is established and cool. So, they, and t- so JT is saying she's only going to talk to the grade eights, which is totally unfair. Um, I... I kind of agree with JT. I feel like if she's coming oh, yeah. to the school... You need to tell all the kids, because these kids are all horny. Oh my god, especially JT and Toby. Yeah. And she brings props, apparently. God, they're such little pervos. Oh yeah. But like, I remember being that age. Like, I wasn't... I wasn't discussing what a pervo I was in school like these guys. Because I didn't have a best friend to be pervy with, but... Uh, not at my school, anyways. Eighth graders get all the luck, he says. Yeah. I don't remember having a class like that in eighth grade. No, we, like, we had sex ed, like, in, you know, health gym class, whatever. But, like, uh, like they split the boys and the girls, and then, you know, we did whatever. So, anyways, uh, Snake says everybody has to make their own webpage for something of their choice uh, about an animal. Which, again, like... What a cool assignment. Yes. I definitely don't remember building a web page in seventh grade. No. I built a web page in grade ten when I took Business. Oh uh, wait, no. I took media arts or yes. yeah. Yeah. Or uh no, Comtech, communications technology. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned to use Adobe Dreamweaver <laughs> to make uh a web page. But anyways, he says they can make it about an animal and Emma's like, Can I do it about Mama Onu? She's this endangered sea turtle. So <laughs> Then Toby is looking at Emma and has like a... He has uh, a little fantasy. Yeah. Um, it's like one of those classic TV tropes where he sees Emma illuminated by this bright light and her hair is like flying in the wind. Yeah. And... They do like the uh, zoom. They do the dolly zoom to Toby where like you do that thing where you zoom in while you dolly out at the same time. So it does that like change in perspective. So he's a just... a little bit cringe because oh, yeah. it's emma 
Yeah, it looks like it looks like a music video. It's yeah. ridiculous. And he's obsessed with Emma. He really, like, right from the beginning, loved Emma. Yeah, and then Sean walks over, he breaks him out of the, the dream, and he's like, oh, hey, thanks for letting me borrow your notes. And then uh, Sean goes and sits down next to Emma, and Toby plays it off as like, oh, no, like, I just sort of spaced out for a second there. Then we get to see uh, Sue playing Dr. Sally with the first appearance of Coach, is it Armstrong? Mr. Armstrong? Mr. Armstrong. Yeah. Um, He's the gym teacher slash, I guess, health teacher slash math teacher. Yeah. Um, But on the chalkboard, it says sex talk with Dr. Sally. Yeah. And she's... Telling everybody, like, if you're going to have sex, you need a condom so that you don't get STIs or AIDS. Now, we call them STDs, but some places call them STIs. Yeah. It, it'll always be STDs to me. Yes. And then she, we, in the show, we get to see her put a condom on a banana and, like, pinch the tip and everything. Like, like this is for kids who don't get to see that at, at, at actual school. Yeah. So Spinner puts up his hand and asks a question. And he's like, oh, I have a friend who's around my age and him and his girlfriend are celebrating their eight month anniversary. Like, uh, is it about time they did it? Ugh, and it's very obvious that he's talking about Ashley and Jimmy. Yeah. And they know that he's talking about them. So Ashley and Jimmy look very embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy full on face palms. And Ashley just gets super embarrassed because anybody would get embarrassed, but especially Ashley. Yeah. And also, like, that's not really cool to talk about your friend's sex life in school. Yeah. And Sue is very positive. Or Dr. Sally, she's like, well, it's it's a little young, but, like, that's totally for you to decide. Mm-hmm. If you love this person and you love your body, like, it's, it's up to you to explore it how you want. And I'm like, that's good. Like, yeah. she's not exactly saying, like, yeah, go ahead and do it. She's like... I'm not going to say no because, you know, that's that's wrong. I don't want to shame anybody. I don't want to tell you no, but you probably shouldn't. But if you do, like, make sure you love this person as much as you love yourself. And, and make sure you use protection. Yeah. So Ashley is talking with the girls out in the hall saying, like, everybody knows that was about us. And then Paige is sort of teasing her, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, Paige... I- I feel like Paige uses any opportunity to kind of sabotage or put down Ashley. Oh, 100%. So she's kind of saying to Ashley, like, maybe it is time you guys do it. Like, it's it's been eight months. Like, yeah, I'm he's sure kind he's, of expecting it. I'm sure he's getting bored. Yeah. As, you know, any 13-year-old boy in an eight-month relationship would be according to Paige. Yeah. So Ashley then says, "Our relationship is hot even without sex." Look what he gave me for our anniversary, and it's like a paper mache heart or something that like he made. Like it's it's arts and crafts. It it looks pretty bad. Yeah, it looks like worse. And Paige says like it looks it looks like a brown lump or whatever. Which it does. And yeah. also Ashley got him those super sweet chains. Yeah. And he gives her a fucking crumpled up heart. Yeah. Like, my God, Ashley, the bar is set so low that we're tripping on it. Yeah. But at once again, they're 13 and it's an eight month anniversary. So, yeah, whatever. It is so romantic. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Terry's reassuring her like, oh, the necklace and, and the paper heart he made you like, it's, it's so, so romantic. It's so ro- like, is that literally all her lines in this episode? Yeah. Terry's uh, oh, ugh, justice for Terry. justice for Terry. My God. 
Terry deserves better. If you're than... drinking along with us, uh, take a drink every time and say justice <laughs> for Terry. <laughs> it's a lot, especially yeah. in the first few seasons. Yeah. Fifty dollars. We just learned that Ashley spent fifty dollars on those chains. I mean, I believe it. I believe it too. But what thirteen-year-old has fifty dollars to spend? Uh, she's well. She had money to. She gave JT like eighty dollars to bribe him out of the uh, thing. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's got money, and she's also got like money. I love imagining her going to the Eaton Center, and just like looking at one of like, the stalls in the middle, yeah, and just being like, yes. "Oh, this is perfect for my thirteen-year-old boyfriend." Definitely a kiosk necklace. Oh not, yeah, she definitely didn't buy it in a store. No, she didn't go into the jewelry department. Like maybe at Zeller's, yes, but which still existed at the time. Which is back now, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. although I gotta say, like, if Zellers was back and had like a, a merch thing where it's like, oh, there's like cool local T-shirt companies that do retro, like Retro Ontario, yeah. and and uh, Retro Kid. If they had done like a collaboration where it's like, come get like Zellers staff T-shirts, come get like lowest prices the law shirts. All they're selling there is like like low end Hudson Bay like stuff that says Canada, oh, and I'm like, ugh. that's just really lame. Like that's just like clearance bay clothing like yeah if you would actually leaned into it because they opened for those who don't know they opened up a zeller's pop-up inside the bay in burlington mall yeah. um they did it in the eaton center too i believe yeah and like um, they just they they didn't do a collab like I, I i don't get it like i i understand people who have some nostalgia for zeller's like i i loved going in there and because the stores were so big they always had like those dvd clearance bins or Yes. VHS when I was yeah. younger. Like, that's what I loved going to Zeller's for. No, I feel like that, that was that's a missed opportunity, especially yeah. for elder millennials. Like, oh, yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. Um, I would have bought a... I mean, apparently they don't own Zeddy anymore. When they were closing Zeller's, they sold Zeddy mm-hmm. to, like, a, a children's summer camp or something. Okay. As a mascot. So, like, Zeddy is an entity they don't own anymore. But if they had, like, lowest like price Zeddy, of the law zeddy merge or even just like the the z like the iconic like zed yeah i would buy that also they should have brought back the cafe yes that was the best part of going to sellers oh yeah bomb getting gr- milkshakes i was gonna say bomb grilled cheese delicious chocolate milk yep Ugh. anyway enough, yeah enough zellers talk yeah but uh we cut to the cafeteria uh Jimmy sits down with Spinner and some guy who looks okay. exactly like Spinner. It literally looks like it could be like Spinner's like body double. It probably is. Like it's a stand-in. I don't understand how... In So we've seen it a few times in the first few episodes where um, they're talking to somebody else. Yeah. There's always a third in their group. Yeah. Why didn't they just cast a third friend for them? Money, probably. Yeah. But... Yeah, they sit down. Spinner's like, oh man, can God. you believe it? Juliet and Romeo do it when they're 13. God, he is such a buffoon. <laughs> and Paige comes over. She's like, hey, Romeo. I've got all my lines ready. And then the oh the, the other dude is like, I heard Paige uh, did it at camp last summer with a counselor. First of all, gross. Second of all, um, that would probably never happen because that would be against camp rules. I went to camp and counselors were forbidden to date campers. Yeah. And, which, like, I guess could have been a thing because most counselors were only a couple years older than the campers themselves. Yeah. But that counselor definitely would have been fired. And camp 
is like super supervised. So yeah. they definitely didn't hook up. Random third guy at the table. Yeah. And also, if it's they Spinner's did, girlfriend. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, but Spinner doesn't seem to mind the the implication that like, oh, maybe Jimmy and Pedro hook up. So I don't know if this is like they aired this out of order. And Jimmy uh, and Paige and and uh, Spinner and Spinner are together yet. I don't. But Spinner's acting really cool about the fact that like some guy is talking shit about his girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Spinner and Paige are like fully, fully dating here yet. Fair enough. Because we don't really see a lot of scenes with them together. I mean, in the Parents' Day one, they were hanging out, and he was telling the joke about like, "Yeah, your monkey. face looks like a monkey butt." Yeah. Um. Anyways, he, he doesn't seem as upset as you would think somebody who is at least dating or seeing this girl would. He also doesn't really strike me as the kind of guy that would stand by his girl. No. He's like, oh, yeah, you're never going to get much further than second base with Ashley. And then Spinner does a gross analogy about how women are like diners and only one of them selling fries. And you've got an er- a, cur- uh, a craving for fries, so you're going to go where you can get them. Also, this is the first time where we see Liberty sort of like following jt she's like oh hey like i'll work with you on your project and he's like why like i'm just gonna do my own thing and it's sort of like this is the first time we see liberty do something that doesn't seem to benefit her yes uh but also i think it's established that she likes jt yeah i mean it hasn't been established well like it hasn't been said yet but we're picking up on it now but she does like jt oh yeah I think she's always had a little thing for him. Yeah. Which is out of character for Liberty because she, I think, would be annoyed by JT. Well, we'll see eventually. But yes. Yeah. Uh, so JT and Toby go and sit with Sean, Emma, and Manny. Yeah. And Toby's sort of surprised to see Sean there. And Toby has a printouts and, and things that he printed out about uh, endangered turtles. Because of what Emma said in class. Oh, he loves her so much. And he's like, oh, I want to do my page about endangered turtles in general. Like, is that okay, Emma? And Emma's like, of course. Like, anything to get, you know, more more eyes on the the problem. Let's spread awareness about these endangered turtles. Yeah. I am a little bit surprised that Sean is hanging out with Emma and Manny. Yeah. So, Toby has rented a dvd about turtles and wanted to invite everybody over to watch it and manny's like we can watch it at my house my dad won't let me go out on a school night but i'm allowed to have you guys over um so they all make plans to go to manny's and watch this documentary emma invites sean and toby sort of does like a oh fuck like please don't go and sean picks up on the vibe and goes like nah i'm busy it's okay which is kind of cool of Sean to be like, oh, for sure. I'll, I'll step aside. Well, because Sean also, like, I think he sort of likes Emma, but he's also, like, a great older... He's a year older, and he's not interested in dating a 12-year-old. Yeah. But they do go on a date. Yeah. Oh, so JT and Toby are in the hallway sort of arguing, and they smack each other, and Liberty's like, don't go against the Degrassi Code of Conduct. Like, violence oh, is against God. the Code of Conduct. And it's like, Liberty... Liberty. Fuck off, Liberty. Yeah. So then we go back into the classroom and we see the kids doing Romeo and Juliet. I gotta say, Paige and Jimmy, great, great job. Oh, yeah. They, Good vibes. They are vibing as Romeo and Juliet. It was and- funny. <laughs> I was watching this in bed last night and my wife was half asleep and she goes, 
Oh my god, Drake sounds the fucking same. Like it almost sounds like he's rapping right now. <laughs> I wow. Okay. Good for Sam. Because now that she now that she said that, yeah, he literally does sound the exact same. Because he's like he's sort of doing like a lyrical lilt to the poetry. Yep. And it's like, oh no, this does just sound like his rap talking. And then Paige full on grabs him and plants a big kiss and seems super happy and Ashley like jumps in with her line and Miss Kwan's like whoa Ashley you're not in for another page <laughs> and then she's like good job you two it, to... does, it does seem weird that like they're doing this play yeah in grade eight yeah for no other reason than just to do it I mean we didn't do this even when I was in grade nine no, like we, just we would split it. off into groups and yeah. read it but like we maybe had to do like one scene where it would be like okay the group gets up in front of the class and just reads their lines off of the sheet yeah we definitely didn't like like full-on perform it yeah i think my greatest uh memory of romeo and juliet was as a class convincing our teacher to let us watch the leonardo dicaprio version oh yeah of romeo and juliet until it got a little bit too tawdry and then she had to turn it off uh, we watched the one from the 70s, or no, the okay. late 60s, okay. early 70s. Uh, Frank Zeffirelli is the director. And uh, it's the one that actually has, like, Olivia Hussey, who goes on to be in Black Christmas. But she's in it as, like, you know, Juliet at, like, she I think she was 15 or 16 mm-hmm. and, like, shows her breasts in the movie. Yep. And our teacher was sort of like, okay, we're going to watch this. But, like, when he gets that scene, like, I'm going to fast forward, whatever. She was there for the first day. She missed the second day. So the sub took over and just like hit play and wasn't paying attention. So like we watched the full on nudity like in class. I honestly, if I was a sub, same. Yeah. Who cares? That sub pressed play and did their job. Yeah. That's all they were there to do. Yep. Uh, So so anyways, Ashley's super pissed. And Miss Kwan is like, good job, you guys. Great chemistry. She's in the background fucking seething right now. If she could kill Paige with her eyes, Paige would be full on dead. Terry's entire role this episode is just to like pump up Ashley's relationship and like make Ashley feel better. Yeah. And (laughs) Paige is like, oh, Ashley, you're a great nurse. And she's like, you're all over Jimmy. And Paige is like, uh, it's called rehearsal. Like, it's just acting. Again. And then, oh, she has a great line where she's like, um ash come on this is romeo and juliet not julius caesar enough of this backstabbing and i'm like wow. that's all too that's all too smart for Paige. i'm sorry okay good for Paige. that's a good line though it's a i was watching like Paige. sam was half asleep and i'm like that's a good line she's like it's a good line. who cares <laughs> like just go to sleep babe yeah uh anyways they get in more of a fight and so ashley seems more concerned that like if i don't have sex with jimmy he's, he's gonna, gonna be bored he's with me definitely gonna leave me for Paige. yeah so maybe Spinner and Paige aren't dating because I feel like if they were, Paige wouldn't like work so hard to convince Ashley that her relationship is in jeopardy. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if this one aired out of order. Like, I maybe. wonder if they made this to be like episode three and they're yeah. like, it's a little much. Let's push it. Maybe. That makes sense. But they're playing some oh, Romeo no. and Juliet style music. Like... So Ashley, Ashley walks over to Jimmy and just kisses him and in front of Spinner and the weird little greasy boys that they're hanging out with. Yeah, she plants a huge kiss on him. So she's convincing him to come over, saying that Jeff and my mom are going to be out. At the orchestra. 
Toby won't be home. Yeah. I'll so have we'll the have the house to ourselves. Yeah. So they're back with their weird no-named friend. Yeah. Walking down the street. Yeah. Then uh, Jimmy says, for our anniversary, Ashley wants to give me the ultimate gift. And Spinner goes, a Ferrari. Oh, my God. He's so stupid. Yeah. Um, I thought Ashley already gave him the ultimate gift, those sweet, sweet chains. Yeah. I don't think she's actually given it to him yet. Okay. Yeah. So he basically has to spell it out for Spinner. What Juliet <laughs> gave Romeo. And Spinner goes, she's going to have sex with oh you? Man, you must have horseshoes up your butt. And then he says, we better go get Jimmy Jr. there a present. Gotta go get some condoms, you idiot. Good for Spinner for reminding him to go get condoms. I yeah. feel like that's a very un-Spinner-like thing to do. Yeah, Spinner would be like, dude, don't use a condom. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. Or I don't even think he would know what a condom is. Yeah. And then we see Ashley on the internet shopping for condoms that it, she... And then, like, gets to the checkout at the end, and there's, like, a section for debit, and it's brought... <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I mean, you can buy everything online now, but, like, yeah. in 2001, like, e-commerce was still new. Like, I knew most people wouldn't enter their credit card online. No. Getting my mom to agree to put her credit card, like, on my eBay account was, like, a huge deal. Yeah. My mom was, like, worried up until last year to buy things online with her credit card. Yeah. So, this seems weird. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was watching this for the first time again the other day, and I didn't think that this was possible back then to buy things online, but I guess not, it was. Not in this, maybe in downtown Toronto, like, because it is brought later by, like, a bicycle messenger. Yeah. So, like, it could have been something, like, there was the place on Queen Street, the condom hut, or the oh, condom okay. shack. Okay. So, like, I guess it could have been, like, early e-commerce for a niche store, but, like, um... Yeah, so she spent $12.58 for one pack of condoms delivered, which, not bad. Not bad. I thought that that would have been more money to get it delivered back then. Yeah. Because this is before Prime. Yeah. So then, um, and she mentions to Terry, like, Terry's like, Jimmy's the boy. Like, he should be the one taking care of this. And Ashley's like, you heard what Dr. Sally said. Like, it's the responsibility of both people. Like. You know, and good for Ashley for saying that because yeah. I feel like that's such a like now thing for a woman to think. Yeah, not like a two thousand and one thing. No, because the girl would be like, "Oh, the guy will bring the condom, and if the guy doesn't, he'll be like, is that okay?'" And she'll be like, "Uh, sure, uh, I guess." Even though she really meant no, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But she's afraid to say no. So I want to point out we're watching Emma and Toby in the computer lab. Yeah, Emma is rocking three ponytails (laughs) it is a very wild hairstyle yeah well it's like pigtails with an extra pony yes so she has pigtails and then like a full-on ponytail in the back it looks crazy it looks like dr seuss hair yes but i feel like in the first couple seasons they really tried to paint emma as like the quirky girl yeah like, as the series goes on, Emma becomes, like, basically, like, a super basic girl. Yeah, but, I mean, like, Caitlyn was the same. Like, Caitlyn had, like, the short haircut. Yeah. And then she had sort of, like, the stripe in her hair. Yeah. So, like, they are trying to make Emma the new Caitlyn. And in that sense, like, Caitlyn was always, like, the, the one taking risks with, with her hair. Yeah, or she would always rock, like, headbands. Yeah. Like, very weird, like, sparkly, sequined headbands. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So she's frustrated because she can't find anything on Mama Onu. Yeah. 
So turtle. she uses some like lookitup.com thing, the search engine, and it doesn't work. And then Toby brings up like Toby Tracks, his search engine. And then she's impressed. And then we cut to both of them putting their hand on the mouse at the same time. The mouse pad is now a heart and she's looking at him lovingly. And then we see the mouse pad is just a regular mouse pad. And she's looking at him super annoyed. These little like his little dream sequences are very hard to watch yeah so then they find a bunch of info about turtles which makes emma super happy and toby's just bored well yeah because turtles are really boring terry is walking rocking a lot of vests in this episode yeah i'm not i don't hate it um so ashley's going to her locker jimmy's leaning up against it Paige comes over and she's like oh ashley we're doing rehearsal again tomorrow but like you don't have to be there because, like, it's more about us, the stars. You only have two, two lines. lines. Yeah. Ugh. And then because Ashley is mad at Paige, she's like, oh, I can't wait to fuck Jimmy later. <laughs> That'll really stick it to Paige. Yeah. Which, like, to be fair, that is how some people, and especially teenagers, think, like, I'm going to get back at my parents by doing this irresponsible thing. And it's like, no, you're just hurting yourself there. But Yeah. But you know what, though? I feel like, was their relationship on solid ground if Ashley is this, like, turnt about what Paige is saying? Yeah. So then she storms out. We see the we see Emma and everybody walking out. And Liberty walks up and goes, Emma, you promised to help me lay out the school paper. Is like, Emma, it has to be done tonight. Is Emma even on the school paper? No. I mean, she wrote that op-ed. So, like, maybe she's, maybe she's got, like, a weekly column now. Who knows? Okay. But liberty's like yeah you're gonna you gotta help me lay out the paper so everybody else goes to manny's house to go watch this documentary and just wait for emma before they watch it so the bike messenger shows up at ashley's house with her condoms yeah and she pays like cash on delivery like pays with her debit card uh then her mom is getting ready to go out and she's like oh what's in the box and ashley goes it's girl stuff and her mom's like girl stuff what girl stuff and she's like mom I mean, like, as a mom, I'd be like, no, seriously, what did you buy? Yeah. With- I buy you any sanitary neat things yeah, you need. Like, like, what girl stuff are you buying? Yeah. Then they, they, they're really leaning into this, like, medieval style music that they're playing. Uh, that, like, it's like Ren Fair music. I mean, I don't hate it. Then we see Jimmy buying condoms at the variety store, and they look like they're, like, pog slammers. So... I hate the trope of, like, guys being embarrassed to buy condoms because the cashier does not give a fuck. Nope. No time that I ever bought condoms did they seem to care at all. I think once I maybe got a bit of a look when I was, like, you know, like, 20 or whatever, but it wasn't... It it was just sort of like, oh, like, you're buying these and a bunch of random crap because you're embarrassed to just buy these? Like. Like, yeah, the, the cashiers don't care. They don't care. But I guess this cashier is really invested in Jimmy having the right condoms for the occasion because he's saying we have small, we have medium, we have large. We have different colors. Different flavors. Super sensitive. And Jimmy's like, hey, man, just ring me in. And the guy's being super annoying. Like, no one... And he's laughing about it. He, he's just trying to embarrass Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. And Jimmy gets out his Velcro wallet and then walks up daintily <laughs> carrying the condoms in a paper bag. It looks as like, if it's like a poo bag. I was literally just going to say as if it was his dog's poo. Yeah. 
This is why we podcast together, Amber. Oh. We're just, we get it. Yeah, same, same wavelength. Yeah. So Ashley opens the door. They're super, super nervous. Yeah. The outfit that Ashley is wearing really reminds me of the girl from that music video, Len, If You Steal My Sunshine. Yep. She just needs the, like, pigtail buns. Yep. And her wall has, she has, like, a Nick Carter poster, I think, on her wall. Which, like, doesn't seem on brand for Ashley. No. It seems like, oh, this is left over from last year. Or Yeah. We need to make it look like a girl's room. What do girls like? Nick Carter. Put it up. And she's got, like, a... a... A handkerchief or like a scarf over a lamp she's trying which to... like nobody's done that for no. real in real life since like the 70s no but she's trying to set the mood yeah so then they've uh we cut to the school the janitor's cleaning up or the custodian i should say sorry and uh and liberty and emma have just finished laying out the paper and liberty's like are you sure my letter about correctness or whatever isn't too long and emma's like no it's fine and then liberty's like oh you want to go get like a smoothie and Emma's like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm late. I've got plans. You know, I got to leave. Then she sees that Sean is still in the media lab, goes in, and he's on a bunch of websites looking up Springer Spaniels. And she goes, oh, like, they're not endangered. Like, you know. Uh, and he goes, well, Mr. Simpson didn't say our thing had to be about an endangered animal. And she goes, oh, what, why do you like Springer Spaniels so much? And he's like, well, I had one back in Wasaga or whatever. And I wasn't allowed to bring him with me because my brother's building doesn't allow dogs. Which is illegal. Oh. Yeah. Um, they're not allowed to say no animals. Good. Yeah. It does seem weird that Sean would have a Springer Spaniel. Yeah. Because I feel like his family wouldn't have, like, that type of dog. Yeah. If, you, like if it would... was like, oh, we had, like, a Pitbull and a Roddy, I'd be like, yes. oh, okay. Yes. That is a very Cameron dog to have. Yeah. Not the same dog that Prince... William and Kate Middleton had. Yeah. A very dainty dog. But yeah. he loved this dog, so he's building a website about it. Yeah. Which, like, Emma loves. Oh. She's, like, looking at him like, oh, he's so sweet. He's just a misunderstood boy. He misses his dog. Yeah. Emma loves Sean, and I love that for her. I love that for her, and I wish that I could love that for her forever. Ugh. We'll get into that. Ugh. Then we cut to Ashley and Jimmy making out, and Ashley gets up, and she's like, oh, I'll be back in a sec. I just got to go freshen up. She walks out in the hallway and looks like, she's like, it's a, come on, Ashley, like, grow up. Like, you can have sex. Like, she's very mad at herself for not being horny, which, like, you know. Like, she is putting so much emphasis on this. Yeah. Like, for a guy that got her a clay heart. Yeah. So then she walks back in and Jimmy's got his condoms and the condom she bought. And he's sort of comparing and she like gives him a look like, oh, uh, what's going on? Yeah. And then Jimmy's like, what's wrong? I, it does look like his condoms are off brand though. They look like the, the ones that come like, in, like a slammer. Like yeah. when I see them, I just think of pretty woman. Yeah. Like when she's showing Richard Gere, like the condom she has, I'm like. In the like, you can get condoms that look like slammers. Like that's cool. Yeah, like it's in like a like a package, where uh, Ashley's are in like a cute little box. Yeah, and Ashley says that she just she can't have sex. She's like, maybe Paige can have sex, but not me. And Jimmy's like, whoa, whoa, what about Paige? And Ashley's like, maybe she's the girl for you. I'm surprised that 
Degrassi never had Paige and Jimmy together. I mean, considering everybody that gets together. Like, everybody gets together in Degrassi. I think he just, he wasn't into that bullshit. He didn't have as many girlfriends as I thought he would have. He does later on in the series a yeah. little bit, but, like, he's, like, a long-term commitment guy. Like, he dates Ashley for quite a while, yeah. then Hazel for, yeah. like, years. Then I think he had, like, a little thing with Ellie, I think. Like, they didn't really date. Like, they kind of just flirted together. Yeah. And then he... Got, I like that for them. I like that for them, too. I really... Ellie's one of my favorite characters. Me, too. She's not in this season yet, but we'll meet her soon. Yeah. Um, and then he gets back together with Ashley. Then he dates another girl. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And then he's gone. Then he's gone. He goes to New York to become a lawyer. And that's the Jimmy saga. So and Ashley's Ashley... like, Paige is ready to do this. She's done this. Which, like, we don't know if Paige has actually done it because she... I'm pretty sure it's established later on, like, when she's raped, spoiler for, you know, Ugh. a little later. Yeah. That, that Trigger, was her losing warning. her. That was yeah. her losing her virginity. Yes. So, like, it honestly feels like that dumb rumor that the guy was spreading, people actually believe. But I wouldn't be surprised if Paige started it, though. Like, given how, like, she seems to be really into the idea that, like, all the guys want her. Yeah. So... And like, you know, no shame, like whatever. If if that's if that's you living your best life, cool. But I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if she started the rumor or at least didn't try and dispel it. Yeah, like it seems like it does seem on brand for Paige to be like, Oh, you heard that about me? Well, I'm not gonna like deny it, I'm not gonna confirm it, but we're just gonna let like leave it up to everyone's imagination. Yeah. So Manny comes out of her house. I think I've said this before. It's weird how Manny's backstory, like, doesn't make sense. No. She has siblings, but then she doesn't. She lives in an apartment, but now she lives in a house. Yeah, like... She comes out with her giant baggy jeans. Toby's all sad and forlorn on the porch. And he's mad that Emma never showed up and never called or anything. And they watched that documentary without her, and it was so boring. Yeah, it seems terrible it's a documentary about turtles yeah and they're not teenage or mutant or ninjas so then he knocks on ashley's door or and just walks in without waiting for her to say like hey come in uh walks in and her and jimmy are blowing up the condoms as if they are balloons and they let them go flying and they're like oh we're working on decorations for the next dance and toby's like do you think i'm an idiot like you better get rid of these condoms before mom and dad or dad and kate get back and then Toby says to Jimmy, girls are not worth it. Yeah. Cause I to guess be fair, he's, he's kind of right. At this point. My mom was always like, don't date anybody until you're in college. Because people, people at your high school are only there because they live near you. That's that... not a good qualifier of having common interests. Honestly, that's good advice. She also said always to marry an orphan, but... She's like, you know, in-laws are the worst, marry an orphan. And I'm like, also, okay. not terrible advice. <laughs> Although, I got pretty lucky with my in-laws, I will yeah. say. They're my in-laws there. love me, so. Yeah, I, I really lucked out. Oh, and Ashley finally gives Jimmy the present and the chains, and he loves it. Well, yeah, because she got him, like, four of that time, really nice chains. He got her a dumb little heart that he made. Yeah. Which I get, like... Okay, it's, you know, whatever. I wonder if Drake asked to keep those, and I wonder if he still has them. Oh, I hope he still has them. I wonder if he, because he doesn't wear them in the video, does he? 
No. Okay. That would have been funny. That would have been like a good detail. That would have been a really good, yeah. We're yeah. talking about the Drake In My Feelings video where he has the Degrassi reunion. Yeah. I would like to know what merch Degrassi, like the Degrassi cast left with. Yeah. Like all the props and stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I bet you could ask Pat Mastriani because he seems to be like the keeper of Degrassi. Yeah. Like, he runs, like, his Joey Jeremiah site. He sells, like, a f- unofficial Degrassi merch. Love that. So, if any th- if anybody I mean, would know, he, it'd be him. He is Mr. Degrassi, I feel. Yeah. I wonder if Manny kept the thong that she wears in that one scene with her super, super, super low-rise jeans. Gen Z, please don't bring low-rise jeans back. I feel like we don't need that we've been there we've done that please don't bring them back i mean they're already going back to like wide leg a junko style Uh, jeans so it's only a matter it'll be five years from now we'll get low rise boot cut no i can't and i won't i won't do it yeah i wonder if she kept that outfit because that is i mean i can't imagine uh uh what do you call it uh props props uh needing it back or wanting it back yeah um but I feel like that's the most like iconic Manny moment. Um, that and her flashing her her boobs at yeah. uh, at Peter. Ooh. But I mean, you don't see it. But yeah, oh, everybody Manny. else does. Oh Manny! All right, so Manny. Speaking of Manny, Manny and Toby are walking down the hall. Yeah, and Emma sort of rolls up like, "Hey, sorry about last night." And they're like, "Oh, did Liberty keep you till like you know the wee hours?" And she's like, "No, I ran into Sean and like." He was showing me his website, and Toby gets all pissy about it. You know what? I feel like this is a really shitty moment of Toby, because, like, Emma doesn't owe him anything. No. Just because he likes her doesn't mean that she, that he is owed anything from Emma. No. I I mean, I've been the, the annoying boy who's like, you know, oh, I got friend zone or whatever, but, like, you know, realistically now as a grown-up, I'm like, oh, that's super immature and dumb, and I was bad to feel that way. So yeah. Toby, I think, with reflection would feel differently. But, like, in his mind, he's like, I went out of my way to share an interest with Emma. An and, interest that he doesn't share. Yeah. And that, you know, the fact that... She, I mean, it was rude of her not to call. Not to be like, hey, guys, I'm not coming. Like, especially because he rented this documentary to be like, hey, we should all watch this together. It all hinged on her. I think it was a little rude of her not to call and just be like, hey, I'm not coming. But, yeah, but this was before, like, everyone had a cell phone. Yeah. No, so. I know. She was at the school. She could have sent an email blast. She was on. She true. was in the media room. So. That is true. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Then Toby sort of storms off, and Emma's like, what's his deal? And Manny goes, Emma, he's got a major crush on you. And Emma's like, Toby? Oh, no. Like, she doesn't say, oh, no, but you can tell that's what she's thinking. Yeah. Then Spinner goes up to the locker, and he's like, hey, man, how'd it go? It's like, oh, man, you guys didn't do it? And Jimmy's like, man, we were this close, but her brother came home, so didn't work out. Spinner's like, that sucks, man. You wanted me to beat him up? <laughs> so Jimmy is wearing the necklace that Ashley got him, which is, it is sweet. It looks good on him. Yeah. And then Ashley apologizes to Terry. She's like, you know what? I was out of line. I, I should have been not trying to rush into sex. And then she's like, yeah, Jimmy liked the gift. And Terry's like, you guys didn't really have sex, did you? And Ashley's like, no, we weren't ready. And then Terry's like, wow, Jimmy wasn't upset? And Ashley's like, no, he was really cool about it. Like, really cool. And then the and Ren Fair music comes back and we cut to credits. Yep, that's it. 
Okay, so we'll take a quick break and grab ourselves another drink, and we will be back yeah. to talk about the best laid plans uh, episode of Degrassi Junior High. Again, not terrible, but uh, cringe. Yep. I need a top up before we get started. Fair enough. Okay, and we are back for uh, the Degrassi Junior High episode, the best laid plans. I am ready. Okay. So we start in Mr. Radich's class. Yeah. And he is getting mad at Joey for something. Yeah. I'm not sure what. I feel like he's always mad at Joey, though. Yeah. Uh, he says, Clumsy is not one of the three C's. All right. Then... So he is mercilessly hitting on Steph again, and he is giving her the cringiest line. Stephanie is wearing quite the top. Yeah, it's her it's her stripy basically crop top. But it's like a lot smaller than, it's basically a bathing suit. Yeah. It's surprising to me that in the, like it's the 80s. Yeah, so which Joey does mention later in the episode. But it's surprising to me that like the teachers wouldn't say anything. Like it's surprising that like It is shocking that she's getting away with wearing that in school. Yes. Like I'm not one to censor, you know, women and what their outfits and blah blah blah, but like No. It is shocking to see on like a girl who is 13 or whatever. Not And like, like and she's not wearing a bra. No. But like it's not that. It's more just like I'm surprised that the school isn't like please don't wear that. Please put a shirt on over top. Because at my elementary school, you weren't allowed to wear, like, a spaghetti strap. Yeah. No, nothing off the shoulder. No. No bare midriffs. You couldn't have your bra straps showing. You couldn't wear, like, you had to have, like, at least, like, three fingers of fabric on your shoulder. So, like, that was when I was in elementary school. And I'm not going to say how long ago that was. (laughs) But... This is the 80s, and I feel like they would have had a stricter dress code. Yeah. Anyway, so she shoes Joey away. He's giving her line after line of, like, come on, like, let me, I'm basically a doctor. Like, I have a great bedside manner. Yeah, and she's, and then she goes to talk to Wheels and gives him, like, a get out of here look. Yeah, she shoes him away. Yeah. And the last time we saw her and Wheels was the dance where she got sick. Yes. And, you know, puked and like one minute into dancing with him after showing up an hour late. So she says, like, I know what happened last time wasn't great. Do you want to go for a movie on Friday? And Wheels is very quick to forgive. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. sweet of Wheels. Very yeah. nice. This is young, cute Wheels back before his life got ruined. I know. He's so sweet. Yeah. He's so excited to go for a date with her. She asks him to go to the movies and he says yes. Yeah. And he's so excited. It's so cute. And I, I think I mentioned on another episode, but like, that was definitely like my kind of girl. Like, I liked girls who were like, I will ask the boy out. I'm oh. not afraid to make the first move. Oh, I definitely was not that kind of girl because <laughs> I was horribly shy and awkward. Still am awkward. Um, so I would never have the audacity to ask a boy out. I also like very much thought my life would be like it was on tv shows oh my yearbook quote (laughs) is high school is nothing like zach morris led me to believe yes 
That is my high. That is my high school grade twelve graduation I, yearbook quote. I like fully, fully believe that like high school would be like boy meets world. Yeah. I fully thought that college was definitely going to be like boy meets world. Oh yeah, I thought it would be like say by the bell the college years. Yes. You'd have a former NFL football player would be yeah. your RA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody would steal nitrous oxide for you. Yeah. Uh, the girl you have a crush on uh, falls in love with a professor. Um, you know. I remember going to my first high school party thinking it was going to be like save the last dance no sorry not save the last dance um 10 things i hate about you yeah when they have a high school party yeah and it wasn't because obviously that's not what real high school is so needless to say i would never have had the courage to ask a boy out fair enough so we're back at school joey is in the hallway checking his watch yeah like as if he's supposed to be meeting somebody yeah wheels comes down so this is like immediately after he's yeah. like so what did steph have to say and he's like she asked me to a movie and wheels is like hey joey like no hard feelings but like she likes me like i'm not gonna you know so shane is walking down the hall and joey says hey steph and wheels are going to the movie like I feel like this is one of the first times that Joey talks to Shane. Yeah, and, well, Shane at least has been sort of, like, a presence. Like, he was all, like, kiss me, Steph. Like he, Yes. But, like, the, the little boy next to him with the glasses, I don't know who that kid is. No. So, Shane says she is the hottest girl in this school. Which, like, okay, Shane, um, thought you liked Spike, but whatever. Yeah. And then he says, what does she see in wheels? Mel- and then we see Melanie and <laughs> Kathleen sort of having fun. And we see Steph come down the stairs, super excited that wheels said yes. Like, does, like, an arm, like, yes. Oh, she's so happy. Yeah. Goes in the bathroom, sees Vula checking herself in the mirror. She's like... I did it, Vula. I asked Wheels to the movie. And Vula's okay. still doing, still, weeks later, still doing the, oh, the school president oh is talking goodness. to me. So, like, okay, Vula needs to Vula get, had every reason to be mad. But she needs to get over it just, like, a little bit, Vula. Like, yeah. move on. Yeah, she's still doing, like, the, oh, she's so ex. Oh, the school principal, she's talking okay, to me. Okay, so Vula definitely holds a grudge is what this episode has taught me. Yes. Because she needs to move on a little bit and also, like, get new material, Vula. Like, we get yeah. it. We also see Michelle in the corner kind of, like, listening in. Yeah. But not saying anything. No. Michelle fully looks like my mom. Like, that's exactly what my mom looked like when she was younger, pretty much. Like, the dark, dark, dark brown hair. Yeah. Like, she... Yeah. So, Michelle's, like, And then Vula's listening. still being salty. She's like, I gotta go write this down before I forget. And Steph's like, I've apologized a bunch. Like, I don't know what else you want me to do. I'm sorry. Okay, like, fair, fair point, Stephanie. But also the look that Vula gave her. Oh, my God. God, Vula yeah. is a savage. Yeah. But, like, yes, I get it. I, like, move on, Vula. Yeah. Yeah, so Stephanie's, like, a little bit bummed. And then we see Yik and Arthur, my favorite, favorite friends. Okay, so, sorry, pause for a sec. 
I we are watching on the official Degrassi channel, but I had downloaded the episode from PBS earlier to watch it. Okay. And there's the first deleted scene here that I'm coming across. Okay. Is that uh, Heather and Erica walk into the bathroom and... Okay. So we okay. see Steph getting dressed and she's like, oh no, this is like, I have to really impress Wheels because he said yes to going out. Yeah. I thought I blew it after the she, dance. Yeah, I thought he would never forgive me after the dance. Yeah. So now we cut back to where we are and Arthur and Yick are talking in the hallway and Arthur's like, what did you have to show me? And Yick, you know, conspicuously ducks down and grabs a, uh, a VHS tape, shows it to Arthur. And the VHS tape has the best title of any pretend porno of all time. Swamp Sex Robots. What would a swamp sex robot be? The best part is swamps are not sexy at all. They are no, humid dis- and smelly. Yeah, they're, they're disgusting. Like, have you seen that meme of that girl where she's like, uh, the time where I had sex in a swamp and got a UTI so strong, it was resistant to three different antibiotics? Yeah, that makes sense. Swamps are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So, like, nothing inherently sexy about swamps. Uh, CGI was not really a thing at the time. So the robots would just be people in bad costumes. And so are we led to believe that these robots live in the swamp i guess they are or are they like swamp robots like a hybrid of like a swamp monster and robot yeah i guess they could be like creature from the black lagoon robots okay but anyways uh yeah yik shows it to arthur arthur says the cutest little thing though he goes this is pornography yeah and that is why i love him so much he is the most precious little angel yeah um so Yik says it was my brother's my brother got it we can't watch it at my place my grandma's always home yeah and he says what about your place arthur says i'm at my mom's this weekend Yik says does she have a vcr and arthur goes i don't know if it's been repaired yet so two things not every person had a vcr back then no because this is 87 or 88 like this is yeah i mean my parents didn't get their first VHS VCR till a little bit later. My mom had a beta at okay. this point. And then when they moved in like 88 or whatever to Burlington and got the new house, they were like, okay, we're going to get like a VHS VCR. Yeah. But like somebody having a VCR was not a foregone conclusion. There were people who couldn't afford it. And like some video stores, you would go there and you'd rent a yes. VCR and yeah. the tapes for the weekend. Yeah, Um, but also the second thing is having to get your, like, to have to take your VCR to a place to get it repaired. Oh, yeah. I remember the place where my parents took our VCR when it broke. Yeah. I remember going with my parents to, like, this little repair shop that was, like, off the service road and having to drop off the VCR. Because, like, buying a new VCR was, like, three or four hundred dollars still. So it was like, okay, well, you pay like 80 or 50 to 100 bucks for whatever it costs to repair it because you used to repair stuff instead of just replacing it. These days, with electronics as cheap as they are, it's most of the time cheaper to get a new thing. Yeah. Like, what a foreign concept, actually, investing more money into your electronics. Yeah. 
So Yik says, you gotta find out. We gotta watch this. Yeah, and it says it's X-rated. Yik he says, said it'll fry. It's so hot. It's gonna fry your eyeballs. And the look that Arthur gives him, where he is so concerned about that, is yeah. just adorable. What I love about this, though, is like, so in the first episode of The Next Generation, like, they seem so much more mature than Arthur and Yik. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like children back then were so innocent and naive. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was more of, like, the JT era. Like, I mean, I was in grade nine when uh, Next Generation started, but, like, mm-hmm. you know... I was definitely, like, the, the kid trying to be funny and not really knowing what was going on at all. Um, but, yeah. So, we also see Spike in the corner fully listening to Arthur and Yuck's oh, conversation. Oh, yeah. Spike and Michelle are just, like, right there. Yeah, but, like, the judgment that she had on her face when they're like, it's pornography. Incredible. Loved yeah. it. Loved every second of that. Yeah. Um, so then we see inside the girls' room again. So, I think it's hilarious that Stephanie has to bring two changes of clothes. Yeah. Like, the time that she puts in to dressing herself for the day of school is impeccable. The energy that she has. Then the twins are sort of like, what are you going to do for your date? Because if, if Wheels is picking you up at the house, like... How are you going to get in your outfit without your mom seeing it? Yeah, you don't dress at home like you do at school. And, like, the shrug that Stephanie gives of, like... Like, a giant cartoon character exaggerated, like, mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. Yeah. So then we see her cutting across the parking lot and going into a pharmacy. So we finally see Stephanie's mom. Yeah. And she's a pharmacist. Which did not know, but it kind of... Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it would explain why she's not around all the time to see yeah. Steph being such an idiot. Yes. And I then also... we hear her on the phone with a man, and she's acting sort of giddy, and Stephanie's like, oh, what's what's this? So she's like, oh, who's Michael? Her mom's like, well, you know, your father and I have been divorced for a couple of years, and like... I think I'm ready to go on a date. And she's sort of worried that, like, oh, Steph's going to be bothered. And Steph's yeah, like, oh, I don't care. She's going to be mad about this. Yeah. But Stephanie's reaction actually is quite sweet. She's so happy for her mom. To but live. she also is happy because she's like, it means you won't be home. Right. Yes. These plans are finally all falling into place. Yeah. My sneaky plans with wheels. Yeah. And then her mom is worried again. She's like, oh, I hope Arthur understands that I'm going on a date. So she's like, oh, this Friday, 7 o'clock? So she's like, okay, cool. Mom's date is at 7 o'clock, so I can just plan whatever after that. I thought they were going to a movie, but I guess... She, she, they were going to go to a movie, but now that she can actually have him to her house so yeah. that they can have sex, they don't have to go to a movie. Yeah. So we see a lot of Alexa and LD in this episode, like, palling around, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's sad that they sort of fall out, but then uh, Steph comes out of the bathroom. Arthur's like, hey, Steph. And she goes, buzz off, Arthur. And then Arthur says, you can't ignore that I'm your brother forever. And she looks horrified that he even mentioned it. 
And then she says, you know, I have a reputation. I can't, I can't talk to grade sevens. And then Arthur says, grade sevens are people too. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. Oh. Love it. And then Arthur is trying to get his plan going. He goes, oh, are you and mom going out at all this weekend? And he says, like, mom and I are going out on Friday night or Saturday night. Whatever night. Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right. He's Perfect. staying there with Yik. Yeah. And they high five and they're all excited about, you know. They, because they have the house to themselves to watch Swamp Sex Robots. Yeah. Like, between JT and Toby watching porn. Yeah. And Arthur and Yik now planning to watch porn. Yeah. I... <laughs> you have to ask me if this was a thing? Yes! Yes! Like, do, did boys watch porn together? Because, like, in... I, like... That has never been something that my friends and I have ever wanted to do together. Like, hey, come over and watch this porn with me. Okay. <laughs> I never... The only time I ever watched an actual porn with people was in, like, 2005-ish, whatever. Towards the end of when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. They made this high-budget, like, the first million-dollar porn movie called Pirates. Okay. And it was, like, sort of a parody of Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. And, like, they hired, like, the the A-listers of the porn world. Sure. And made, like, a full-length movie that if you cut out the porn, it was still, like, a pirate movie. It's, like, two and a half hours long with the sex. But if you cut out the hour of sex, it's, like, a 90-minute pirate movie. So, like, was the acting good? Oh, no, it's porn. Well... They got Evan Stone, who's like the William Shatner of porn. Sure. He has my favorite line in a movie of all time. Okay. These uh, girls are trying to seduce him. He's the, he's sort of like the, the good guy. He's not the pirate. He's like a privateer or whatever. Like he's, he's a good guy. Okay. He's trying to be, they're trying to get the, the girls to seduce him so the pirates can sneak away. Two girls have him in a bedroom. Yep. They're massaging him and they're like, oh, like, do you ever have dreams? And he goes... Ladies, last night I dreamt my cock was a was a tri-masted Spanish galleon. <laughs> and the way he says it is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Okay. So I watched that movie multiple times with friends where like we would just sort of fast forward through the porn. Right. So the porn was still there, but we were just not actually watching it just to watch like how hilarious this movie was. Yeah, but you guys weren't watching no. okay, like, so, porn together. No. Okay, when I was younger and my best friend would come for a sleepover, we wouldn't necessarily watch porn, but like we would sort of stay up and if it was Friday or Saturday night, there'd be like Red Shoe Diaries. Oh my God, the Red Shoe Diaries. We'd watch Red Shoe Diaries or Latin Lover on <gasps> TLN or we'd watch Baby Blues on right. City TV. Okay. So like... It was, we didn't do it often. It was like the dilemma of being a young boy where it's like, okay, if I have a sleepover on Friday, that means I'm not going to be able to like masturbate to whatever's on TV because my friend will be there. Okay. But if I choose masturbation over my friend, like my best friend lived out of town. So it was like, I only got to see him on weekends. Yeah. Like you had to plan to see him. So I had to like, okay, I have to... Like, if it was, like, a weekend where he's like, oh, I can't come over. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, that just means it's less awkward. Um, so, yeah, we never really watched anything like that together. I mean, maybe when we were a little older, 
it was sort of a situation and and like you know we were he was like living in my house it was sort of like i'm gonna go upstairs and do the dishes for 10 minutes yeah i'll see you in 10 minutes yeah and then i would come back and he's like i'm gonna go for a bit of a walk for 10 minutes so it was sort of like we would not do anything together it was sort of like hey i respect that as a teenage boy you need I, 10 I, 15 I need, minutes to I yourself need my, my private time yeah yeah so that was that but no i never other than watching it for laughs i never watched like pornography together but this is a much different era where like i was just watching gonna... a video yeah. was like first of all finding a porn video was like the hardest thing unless you had a tape that you could sacrifice to be your porn tape that you could hide somewhere to tape either baby blues or red shoe diaries or something off of tv okay and then like but, like, in this day, there was none of that on TV. You had to, like, get a video yeah. that, like, Yick's brother, those VHS were not cheap. That was, like, an $80 tape in, like, 80s money Yeah, that you had to Yick, buy. Yick did say, like, he doesn't know I have this. Yeah, he's, so he's he, away for the he's weekend. He's away for the weekend, so he snuck it out of his brother's room. Yeah, so, like, owning a tape like that was... That was an investment. Yes. So, watching it with your friends was just more, like... I'm just trying to share this experience with you guys so that you can put something basically in your spank bank for later. Sure. Like, we're going to watch this together, but only because we have less of a chance of getting caught. We all get to watch it together, and then later we're all going to remember it when we go home to jerk off. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I was going to say that, like, porn, unfortunately, so ex- maybe not unfortunately, but... There's, it's it's a you know it's it's, it's a, good and it's bad. It's a problematic industry. Yeah. Um, but I, it's so much more accessible for for kids now because you can literally get it on your phone. Yep. Um, so I guess like you don't have to like plan to watch it, and it's not like a thing that you like need to have your friends there either. No. It just seems weird. Like this is going to be a tangent, and I'm sorry, but. I always talk to, like, I, I talk to my husband because he's been to a few bachelor parties where they hired, like, a private stripper. Right. And I, to me, that experience seems weird to sit in a room with your male friends while this poor girl dances for you guys. With the intention of giving you an erection. Sure. And, like like getting naked in front of you guys in a small little room but like you don't want to have an erection in front of your friends no like that whole experience doesn't seem like it would be fun it seems like it would be fucking awkward i've never been to a bachelor party with the private dancer yeah i've been to one bachelor party where we went to a strip club yes and that was actually fun because like most of the girls I won't lie. This was in Nova Scotia, where at the time there was only one strip club, which now doesn't exist. Okay. It's called like Ralph's or something. It had like the worst name. Yeah, that's a terrible strip club name. Um, but you know, like there's there's the actual the 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 art of it, and I will say there was like maybe six because like it was like a Tuesday night or something we went. It wasn't like you know like a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. it was like Tuesday night we went, and there was like maybe six girls dancing, and I would say five of those girls were just like, oh, this is how I would want to try and make money. Like, I'm just getting naked in front of you, whatever. It's a job. There was the one girl, though, where I'm like, oh, she made it worth going to the strip club. Like, okay. she was, like, six feet tall. 
And they had two poles on the stage that were about like five feet apart. So she was like doing stuff like, like stretched out with like between both poles, like her feet were sort of touching the one and then like wrapping around and doing like crazy dance move stuff. And I'm like, this girl is impressive. Like this is, she's earning her money. Yes. This girl is like, this is the art of, of like of, of pole dancing. Yes. It was really cool. The other girls, it was just like, this is really depressing. Yes. This is really sad and I'm not having fun. And uh, that girl, that, that stripper, (laughs) exotic dancer was being mean to us. But yeah. no, the one girl was like, okay, I see why people go to strip clubs for for strippers like her. Like she was, she was really good. She was putting in the work. Oh yeah. Okay. Like okay. it was, it was an art thing for her. So like, that was cool to be like, oh, like in the, on the one hand, yeah, it was really sexy. But on the other hand, it's like, that's something you can call back and be the guys like, oh, remember that one girl? Like mm. just the way she was able to do that. So like, yeah, I'm sort of glad I did that thing. It was weird to be with like, my brother and my brother-in-law mm-hmm. and his brothers watching, you know, these girls dance. But I, I'm, I'm glad we did it. Okay. But it is weird. It, it's a very weird thing. Anyway, back to, back to Degrassi. Yes. So Stephanie's in the library with the twins. And she's saying, like, I guess she's explaining what the, like, the date's going to be. Like, he's going to come to my house now. And one of the twins, again, we still can't tell which one is which at this no. point. But one of the twins says, what are you going to do if you try something? Erica. Oh, I guess that was Erica. Yeah. <laughs> and Stephanie says, I don't know. Maybe I'll let him. And Heather says, you're going to let him tw- try something. Shane is eavesdropping. With in the, the most- other kid. But in the like, most oh. obvious way that, like, you'd think one of the twins would be like, I'm sorry, can you stop listening to our conversation? Yeah. But she says, I- I'd do anything if I felt like it. And then she says, I've been on dates before, you know, I can handle him. And then Shane looks at one of the guys and is like, oh, my God. Yeah. So now it's kind of getting around. What is Joey wearing on his head? Is that a camo hat? Uh, yes. The hat collection that he has is uh, out of this world. Yeah, so Shane and the kid come in. They're like, we heard Stephanie. She's got a plan. Shane, like, Wheels looks scared. And one of the kids goes, go for it. Wheels' tone changes. And he goes, hey, well, if she wants it, she'll get it. Yeah. And then the boys, like, excitedly say, oh, the way with Stephanie K. Yeah. Which, like... Not going to lie, that was one of the lines that I remembered the most from this show. So when we talked about doing, like, a flip between both, like, yeah. Next Generation Junior High, I was like, oh, the way it was Stephanie K. <laughs> and then I remember when they were trying to usurp her out of her presidency, and they're saying, out of the way with Stephanie K. <gasps> Ooh, like, that's some good writing. Like, that, the rhyming that these kids come up with is out of this world. Yeah. Anyway, so... Poor Stephanie K. Poor Arthur, because he overhears it. Yeah, like, Arthur's in one of the stalls, and he hears everything they're saying. Okay. That Arthur's must be... wearing some really awkward necklace. It's his house key around his oh my neck, God. which That's is adorable. So <laughs> but, like, also, how awful to hear guys talking about your sister like that. Like, yeah. I know they're not, like, the best of friends, but, my God, poor Arthur. Yeah. So we're in Radich's class. He's talking about writing. I'm even bored watching 
him talk about this. Look how much is written on the board. Like, he wrote that all out by hand. He's going to erase it at the end of class. I know. Being a teacher back then must have been so hard. And Steph's writing a note for Wheels that says, like, oh, come to my place uh, Saturday night at 7.30. Because she heard her mom say, oh, my date's at 7. Yes. She's like, cool, 7.30. That gives me time to... That's, you know. that's not that much time. Like, she's giving herself only half an hour to change her clothes, get ready for wheels, yeah. make sure her mom is actually out of the house. Yeah. That's not that much time, but... No. But, she, I mean, you're also a kid with a curfew, so, like, I get you can't push it too late. Yes. Yes. But, you know. So, she's trying to pass this note to wheels. She drops a book to get his attention. Radish calls her out for being silly in class. Yeah. She bends down to pick up the book and puts the gigantic note that she's written on Wheels' knee. Yeah, like, she didn't even try and hide it. Yeah. I remember, because I went to school before texting. Yes. My friends and I would fold our notes in the most intricate oh, way. I remember seeing and, like, tucked into each other. Yes. It was like origami. It was crazy. I, like, to this day, I still have that muscle memory where, like, if I write something on a piece of paper, I will fold it like that. If I give my husband a list of groceries, I will fold it in the most intricate way for him. And then you'll draw one of those, uh, the, the pointy S's on it for him. Oh, the little, like, <laughs> yeah, spike thing? Yeah. Um, so I, I could only do the square. My one friend was so good at folding these motherfucking notes, she would yeah. fold it into a heart. She would fold it into different shapes. I've only it seen was, the square. It was just amazing. Yeah. But that's what we would do. We would fold it into these teeny tiny little squares, and then you would kind of like toss it to the person that you're like giving it to. Yeah. Um, I do remember some of my notes getting confiscated, and I remember being them being like read out loud, which was like the most mortifying thing that would happen to you. Yeah. This again is so off topic. My friends and I had a book that we would write things in. A burn book. A burn book. <laughs> Where we would write things in, like little like notes and like whatever, and then pass it to the person, and then they would write it back. Like it, like the things that we wrote in this book were atrocious. I remember my grade seven science teacher catching us right in this book, taking it. She thought about reading it out loud, but the things that we wrote were so, so awful <laughs> that she did not want to read it out loud in class. So she literally kept us after class one day as she read through it. And I like remember my heart sinking because the things that we wrote were so awful. I can't even remember some of the things we wrote. But there were things about her Ooh. in this book. No. Yes. No. And like how like sometimes like I I think one of the things that we wrote was like she was she was cool. She was a young teacher. She was cool. But she would have the biggest mood swings mm. where she'd be like cool one minute. And then if you were like, I forgot a pencil, she would like lose her ever loving mind. Yeah. So it would be like, why is she always PMSing? Which is such a terrible thing to say. Yeah. And then like to have to read that out loud in front of the girls that wrote it. Like, my God. Anyway. Yeah. So Stephanie obviously didn't 
fold this giant note. No. Nor did she write it in a little burn book. No. But here we are. It says, it says wheels, meet me at my house at 7.30, double underline. Yes. Heart or exclamation mark with a heart as the dot. And she also put a little heart above her eye. Yeah. Which I feel like was such like a very specific girl thing to do. Like only specific girls. Yeah. Like would do that where they would like turn their little hearts into like designs or their eyes into like whatever. Yeah. She actually has very nice penmanship, I will say. Yeah, that was surprising. So Shane Shane is kind of a little bit of a dick. He oh, sees yeah. it and he's like, Hey, Wheel Wheels and Steph, they're gonna go all the way. So like He whispers to that kid. That kid whispers to L D. LD whispers to Erica. She then says to Heather, Wheel, Wheels and, and Steph are going to go all the way. Yeah. Like, my, ugh, how quickly rumors fly. Okay, pause for a sec. So okay. we've got another where it cut a little differently from... So if you're watching the PBS cut on YouTube, then you can just keep going. But, yeah. So pause yours for a sec. Okay. So we see the twins talking, saying, Steph agreed to a date. That doesn't mean she has to go all the way. Yeah. And Erica's like, if it was up to me, or Heather's like, if it was up to me, I'd cancel the whole date. And then Erica's like, well, I heard if she doesn't go all the way, like, wheels might not go out with her again. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, are you serious? And Steph's like, I'm not a kid. I'm 14. I like him. Ugh. Oh, Steph. Vula says, oh, what do you know? It's the school sleaze. Oh my god. Yeah. Vula? Yeah. And so, Steph and this is like the first time where like Steph's actually been hurt by what Vula says. Yes, cuz she was like slut shaming her. Yeah. So Vula like they walk away from Vula. Oh, this and, is like a huge scene that they cut out. Yeah. And then you see Melanie and Kathleen talking like this is so disgusting. I can't believe the school president is talking about having sex or whatever. Like as if, like, the school president can't be, like, a normal girl with normal feelings. I do want to say that Kathleen's hair looks very good in this scene. Yeah. It's just, like, blown out, but, like, the way that she has it, it looks really nice. Yeah. So, we do... Okay, so we, we so catch, that's, we catch yeah. up. Arthur yeah. and his dad are walking along... No, Wheels know? and his dad. Is that Wheels? Yeah. So it's oh, Wheels. I thought that was Arthur. No, so it's Wheels and his dad talking about... <gasps> this is where okay. they talk about sex. And Wheels is walking this adorable dog that, like... We I don't guess... really see again. No. Um, do you think this is Cherry Beach? Wasega Beach? No, not Wasega Beach. Cherry Beach? Woodbine Beach? It could be... Yeah, it's probably not Echo Beach. I'm assuming it's somewhere along the lakeshore, though. It looks beautiful. Yeah. So they're walking along the beach with their adorable, adorable dog. Yeah. I think it's nice that Wheels feels comfortable to ask his dad, like, when did you lose your virginity? And he's like, I was a lot older than you. Because I would never be able to talk to my parents about sex. Um, it's sort of interesting because, like, my mom told me about sex and, like, what sex was when I was in grade three. We had the uh, Grolier's Encyclopedia on CD-ROM. Oh, yeah. We had that, too. Because we had just gotten a CD-ROM drive. And okay. it was one of the discs that came with it. And there was, like, little tiny, like, postage stamp-sized videos you could yeah. watch. Yeah. So my mom pulled up this video about, like, reproduction. 
Okay. So it was like, here's a, here's a sperm that goes into an egg and it turns into an embryo and whatever. And she's like, so when a couple's in love, they have sex and the sperm goes in the egg and it makes an embryo. And like, that's where babies come was from. That, and like, like really mortifying for you as a child? Um, I sort of knew that like sex was a thing. Yes. Because I remember like seeing a, an issue of Cosmo that had the word sex on the cover. And I was like, oh my God, like that, that's wow. a dirty magazine. Wow, wow, It has wow. sex on yeah. And like, I knew that, I knew that sex was a thing. I just didn't know like the, the whole process. I knew that like, oh, people do it together and it yes. involves being naked, but I didn't know like the literal ins and outs. So fully... Everything I learned about everything, I learned at summer camp. Okay. I was in a cabin with girls a year older than me one Mm. summer, and they, like, didn't teach me stuff, but, like, they were very open about their escapades and, like, what they've done, how far they've gone. Um, There was one girl... and. They were a year older than me. So I was at this camp the summer between grade 8 and grade 9. So I was 13 turning 14. And so they would have been 14 turning 15 or 15. Yeah. And they, so this one girl was like, I've done everything. I've had sex. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. So these girls were one year older than me. And they were, like, so worldly to me. Yeah. And that is literally where I learned everything because I didn't know a goddamn thing before going to this camp. I didn't know anything. No. Yeah. Like I said, I learned when I was like eight, nine. And then so that's like learning about sex. And then I learned about other stuff like you hear stuff on the playground or whatever. Yeah. I remember everybody kept talking about blowjobs. And I think I was just sort of like, I'll take the bullet for the, the everybody. And I said, I, I, I think I asked my mom, I think my friends might have even been over. And I was like, mom, like, like what's a blowjob? Oh, I and my mom was no like, idea. described no idea. it. And then apparently I looked at her with like disgust in my face. I'm like, mom, have you done that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Or I said like, mom, I can't believe you would do that. So like, like <laughs> I, I had heard about like blowjobs and like whatever from like the crude boys that went yeah. to my school but i didn't know like what it was i didn't know how to do it yeah i didn't know what like i didn't know what anything was until i went to this camp oh the weird thing i i knew what stuff was but like because my mom was a nurse right i just knew like clinical names for stuff okay so when i heard people say like oh and then like blah blah pussy or blah blah come and i'm yeah. like i don't know what that means no i was like pussy i'm assuming in the context they're using means vagina like means genitals but like i don't know i'm, I'm guessing and then come like it took me no. a while before somebody was oh okay i know what come is now okay i get it but like I... just that that was the thing like my mom only really taught me the clinical names so like right. learning the street names of everything that was what took me a while. No, I had like no idea what any of this stuff was. I was such a naive kid even like in high school and like all throughout high school. No no idea really what anything meant. So good for wheels for feeling comfortable enough to talk to his dad about this and good for wheels dad yeah for having this conversation yeah oh so cute i love their relationship yeah 
he says to him, like, you know what? Sex is great and it's fun, but it, it's it's an important thing in your life. And like, fourteen is just too young. I also love how intently Wheels was looking at his dad during this conversation. Yeah. Um. So we are watching dinner with Stephanie and her mom and Arthur. Yeah. Stephanie's mom looks so old. I mean, I think that was the problem with the actors they got for Degrassi. Like, right. a lot of them were yeah. old people. So, yeah, they're they're having this dinner, and Steph looks at her mom, and she's like, Mom, when was the first time you had sex? And her mom, like, drops all the food off of her fork as if it's, like, a cartoon. Like, she's so shocked that, that Steph brought this up. And the Steph's like, never mind. And her mom's like, we can talk if you want. Ugh. So awkward. She's like, I realize we've never had the talk. Which, to me, is insane that as a pharmacist who, you know, like, sells condoms, Mm -hmm. which we will see in a little bit, the idea that, like, she's never thought to talk to her her 14-year-old daughter about the birds and the bees at all. But you know what, though? It kind of... Like I mean, maybe it's just me because my mom did it with us at such a young age. But like from your yeah. from your point of view, it's not insane. Eh? No. And like the vibe I'm getting from like Stephanie's mom is that like she's a little bit repressed. Yeah. Like she's very like awkward about things. I had sex twice, Stephanie, when I gave birth to you, and when I got pregnant, when I got pregnant with you and when I got pregnant with Arthur. Like, like the look that like she gives is like, oh, I hoped this day would never come. Yeah. So, we're back at school. Yeah. Wheels is wearing the tightest pants. Yeah. My God. And we see Joey with another hat. This time it's a beret. He lo- Man loves his berets. Yep. He really does. Then he's like, you gotta be ready for when you see Steph. You gotta get some safes, some rubbers, some condoms. And like, right in front of Heather and Erica, who are like, ugh. But Joey is correct that he should get protection. So, but this is the first time I'd ever heard anybody call them safes. I, I heard, heard rubbers. That. I've heard rubbers. I've heard condoms, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, calling them safes. Um, so Vula overhears this and is like the most upset by it and storms into the bathroom. Yeah, where, where Stephanie... Steph is putting on her super heavy blue eyeliner. Yeah, she's getting ready for the day. And she says, Stephanie, you're not really gonna go you know i'll go all the way with wheels are you and steph's like don't you see i already screwed up once with wheels if i don't do it with him like he might get bored with me i do feel bad that stephanie thinks like i have to make it up to him because i fucked up at the dance yeah and vula's like if that's the only reason you want to do it like then you're not ready to do it and then steph's like that's not the only reason i want to do it okay like i want to and then vula's about to storm off here oh, okay. we gotta there's there's more to it okay i thought there would have been more i feel like this is like vula's way of kind of making things right again oh one sec maybe there wasn't much more and then she goes maybe i want to do it too do you and steph sort of looks and then vula says stephanie i'm oh. sorry i called you a sleaze i didn't oh. mean to hurt you i'm glad that vula apologized which like i don't get why it's cut from like this is so weird that, like, PBS 
has the full version. Yeah. But the Degrassi channel and the Encore Plus channel have the cut version. Because I think they have to make times for all the stupid ads that they have. Yeah. So they're showing, obviously, the syndicated version of these episodes, yeah. and we're watching the original production cuts. So we see Wheels and Joey at the pharmacy buying safes. Yeah. And he's like, here, we got French Stallion, the Delight, you know. So I love that. And there's, like, Chic, which was a brand back in the day. It no longer exists. But I love that Joey is... Like, exuding all of the confidence in the world, even though we find out that he's a virgin. Oh, yeah. He will be a virgin until school's out. Until school's out. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. Nothing wrong with that. And when he goes to buy condoms in the episode later on where he tries to hook up with Liz. Yes. He's, like, super embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Because they do, like, a... He goes up to the front and they do, like, a, oh, price check. Price check on condoms or whatever. And he's, like, horrified. I worked as a cashier when I was in high school and like a little bit after. I never price checked anything. I was bad at my job. <laughs> but the reason that I never price checked anything yeah. was because it was more embarrassing for us yeah. because you had to turn your light off. You had to stop like ringing everything in. Yeah. You had to hold up your entire line of people. Yeah. And you had to wait for the stoned guys that worked in grocery to walk all the way to your cash take the item walk it all the way back come back with it and give me the real price yeah it was just too much and most of the time they never came because they were always getting high yep again no judgment you do what you got to do to get through the day but i never price checked anything let alone embarrassing items yeah if a customer tells you like oh hey that's a 10 or that's a 4.99 on the shelf Yep. You'd just be like, okay, cool. 100%. You're, you're buying like $100 worth of groceries. Yep. If you're lying to me about one item, like whatever. It's not coming out of my pocket. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yep. Anyway, so here we are in the pharmacy. Joey is incredibly rude. Oh, and he goes, we, we should get the help of a professional. He goes, yo, can we get some service over here? Steph's mom is the, it's at Steph's mom's pharmacy. Of then course, Joey goes. Of course it is. Joey goes. Oh, okay. Good luck, Wheels, and just walks away. Like so what? now, Wheels is staying there looking at condoms alone after Joey's just been a dick to this pharmacy lady. And this old lady that looks like she's in the Red Hat Society is yeah. judging the fuck out of Wheels right now. And luckily, Steph's mom doesn't. Wheels is like, oh, I'd like to buy these, and she's like, okay. Rings him up. She gives him his change, and then she goes, young man. Uh, people around your age, I like to insist that they take these pamphlets with them. And they're just basically like, so, you're a kid, you're going to have sex. And then her and the old lady, uh, Wheels walks away, he goes, oh, hey, thanks. They, they exchange glances. Like, knowing glances. Like, oh. I remember in that okay, day. Okay, so, there's okay. a bit more here. All right. Um, of Arthur and Yick carrying the VHS tape. And Yick says, is it okay if more people come watch the tape? Like... Is this a, like a, a porn viewing party? Yep. And then Arthur's like, I wonder what sex swamp sex robots do. And then Yik's like, I don't know, but it's going to be super hot. And then they high five a bunch and Yik like jumps and clicks his heels together. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He is the most excited to watch swamp sex, swamp sex robots. Yeah. I wonder if Arthur is going to put out snacks for the group. Oh, probably. Some Doritos maybe? Yeah. So he hides the VHS. 
he walks around with this tape so much it's insane. Yeah. Where he like he's carrying it around in front of him. I I got like staring say, at the cover. So like he just walks into um their mom's house. I love the tiles that his mom's oh, his yeah. mom has. They're just like the iconic black and white squares. Yep. Very eighties. Yep. But I love it. I am here for it. So yeah, he's looking at this tape. Like he's he walks like reading, into the living room. Like he's reading the synopsis of it. And Steph's like, hey, Arthur. And Arthur just immediately hides it behind his back. Like, not at all obvious. Like, you'd think that if he was so afraid to watch this illicit movie, he would do a better job hiding it. Yeah, like, tuck it inside your sweater. Put it in your school bag. Yeah. No one's going to look in there. Yeah, exactly. So then he he's talking with Steph and he goes, oh, Steph, people at school, they're saying some not so nice stuff about you. And Steph says, it's my date. I'll do what I want. It's none of your business. And Arthur's like, mm. Also, Steph's he's, mom has a dishwasher. Mm. I feel like that wasn't a thing. My not parents, really. My parents didn't get one until like we were in high school. Maybe uh, We had one like mid 90s, but yeah. like, yeah, it was like. My grandma brought one from the States. Like, it was like, she got one on sale, brought it up, and, like, my dad and my step-grandfather, like, hooked it up. And they were marveled by the convenience of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That and having a garburator. Or, as you Americans would call it, a garbage disposal. So he's, like, still hiding this VHS behind his back and, like, slinking away from her. And he's like, I'm I'm still your brother, and, like, I don't want to hear bad stuff about you at school. Which, like, fair enough. And she's like, it's okay, like... I'm I'm a big girl. I've got it. Uh, then the love, mom comes in. I love Arthur standing up for her, though. And Steph's mom's like, oh, it's so nice to have you both here. Arthur, I hope you don't mind. Like, I have this date. And Arthur's like, that's great, mom. Like, that's awesome. Good for you. You know what, though? Both kids are super supportive of the mom dating, but only because it's in their best interest. Because they have plans. Yeah. Best, best laid plans. Yeah. Um... I just, this kind of just hit me. It is weird that Arthur lives with his dad and Steph lives with his mom. Yeah. Like, that must be so sad for Steph's mom to be like, oh, I only get to see you on weekends. I guess so. Yeah. It's like giving me parent trap vibes where they're like, you take one and I'll take one. Yeah. Which one do you want? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I love, I love how supportive they are yeah i mean it is for selfish reasons but i love it yeah and then arthur's like oh i have to go make a phone call so so he goes into the kitchen okay so we are led to believe that all of these boys at a moment's notice can just like yep i'm going i'm going to arthur's house he's still holding the vhs in his hands yep anybody can see this yep so he calls Yik and okay. says, Swamp Sex Robots, 745, my so place. this is in the era where there's one phone. Yep. Basically. There might have been two, but like one central phone. Yeah, there's the kitchen phone. The kitchen phone. You might have like your parents' bedroom phone. So we had a kitchen phone. We had a phone in the hallway. My parents had a phone in the bedroom. And then as we got older, we each got our own phone. Um, but like... He is making this phone call. Swamp sex robots. 745. My, my house. house. Be there. In a very public location. Like, Steph isn't very far away. You'd think she'd be like, what are you going to watch? Swamp sex robots? What yeah. the fuck? 
Yeah, nobody Any overhears anything in this world. Yeah, anyway. We see the pamphlets on Wheel's uh, dresser. He goes into his underwear drawer, uh, takes also, out his condoms. It's a very teeny tiny little pack. Yeah. Okay, I love that he... So he's like sitting at... Like his, his bay window. His window, reading these sex pamphlets. And so we cut back to Steph's mom having dinner with Steph and Arthur. It's like, what do you guys have planned for the evening? And Steph's no, like... No, she says, what do you children have planned oh, sorry. This, this evening? Yes. There's nothing more They're chilling... They're still her kids. But there's nothing more chilling than when a parent refers to their kids as children. Yeah. Children. It's like, that's so creepy. She yeah. is a very creepy looking woman, too. Children. See? She yeah. does it again. You know no chi children. You know children. Like, it's like they basically were like, you're a mom, and that's your only identity. Yeah. She's like, a kid around your age came into my store to buy condoms today. Ugh, this is so awkward. Yeah, I believe he's considering becoming sexually active. So I brought home some literature that I want you guys to read. Okay. So she gives her own kids the pamphlets. Like, rather than talk to you kids, I'm going to give you each a pamphlet from my work. This whole scene is basically, like, as if they were, like, if an alien came down to Earth yeah. and was in a play yeah. about their teenage kids on the cusp of becoming sexually active, how would they act? Yeah. That's what she, like, she's so far removed from them that, like, this is so awkward. Yep. Anyway, she comes back with her pamphlets. And Steph's like, oh, just give them to him. And she's like, I brought some for Arthur, too. Like, I want you guys to both read these. And Arthur's like, don't worry, Mom. I'm not sexually active. Yeah, no which shit, Which is exactly Arthur. what Arthur would say. No shit. Oh. Oh, okay. So there's a little more here that is in the, uh, the PBS oh, version. okay. So Wheels... So he says, I'm not sexually active. Mom says, read them anyway, Arthur. And Arthur said, can we start washing up? I'm done. And Steph's like, yeah, me too. They're trying to rush the mom out the door because mom's date is supposed to be at 7. Wheels is supposed to come at 7.30. And Yik and the boys are supposed to come at 7.45. Okay, are we supposed to believe that... So then Wheels is leaving. And his dad's like, remember what I said? So... Their mom is going on a date with this lovely man named Michael that she's, like, super excited about. Yeah. She is wearing a full length down to her ankle brown skirt, a red cardigan with some sort of, like, art teacher design on it. Yeah. And a white turtleneck underneath the cardigan. That might have just been her dinner effort because she does get dressed and ask okay. Steph, like, her I opinion was, on earrings. I was going to say, like... Is, yeah, this we... is your first date in decades. Like, yes. like she, this is her first date since she divorced her husband. Yeah. Stephanie is 14. Yes. Or does she say she's 15 or whatever? She she's, says she's 14. She's 14. Yeah. So this is her first date in at least 17 years. Yes. At the very least. Um, so let's say it's probably closer to 20. And yeah, you want to make sure if this is your first date in 20 years, like, you know. You're, you're, you're pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Like, the wardrobe that she has on now, the outfit she has on now, it's basically, like, 
there is no hidden message for this evening. Yeah. Because she is wearing so many fucking layers that, like, anything would be impossible. But anyway. Yeah. So we see Wheels leaving for his cute little date. He looks so excited. Yeah. And then he pulls the condoms out of his shirt to make sure he has them. I mean, I remember hearing around that age, like, don't carry condoms in your wallet because they'll get all messed up and fucked up from being inside the wallet so yeah it's funny the thing i had heard was like if you keep it in like a a game boy game case it essentially like it'll be better it's like well i'm a nerd so i have no shortage of game boy game cases but we see wheels go to buy a bouquet of flowers which is adorable yeah stephanie's getting ready and reading the sex pamphlet and arthur's still reading the back of the box for Swamp Sex Robots, which just says X-rated. Like, he has looked at this thing a million times. You'd think that, like, he's got it memorized. Yeah. He doesn't need to look at it anymore. Yeah. So. Steph's. I don't know what she's waiting for. Well, she's waiting for her mom's date to show up. Okay. So that her mom will leave. Oh, Okay. Um, Sorry, I just got to throw some toys at my dog. Oh, okay. I guess it's only in... Okay, so we got another scene that's only in the PBS thing. Okay. Because I guess that's why you didn't see the earring thing. Yeah, I had no idea that she switched outfits. I thought that she went in her, like, matronly outfit. So Arthur's looking at Swamp Sex Robots, looking at the time. Okay. Uh, He hears his mom. Okay, her outfit's kind of cute. She's got, like, yeah. a little skirt suit moment happening. Yeah, and she's like, oh, Ar-, she walks downstairs, and Arthur's like, he's late, because Arthur's boys are coming okay, soon. Okay, so this is and my question. And she says, like, oh, it's only a few minutes. So, oh, there's a scene here where I, I missed it, but essentially, Steph's putting on makeup and everything. Her mom knocks on the door. Steph has to, like, quickly take off all of her eyeliner like cover up her clothing and answers the door in the robe and her mom's like which earring do you like better and Steph's like i don't know they're basically the same either one would be great okay and then closes the door and has to redo her makeup because that's what was going on because yeah her mom cannot see her makeup or her outfit because of the secrecy yes um so my question is arthur's friends are coming to watch this porn yes wheels and Steph are gonna hang out at their house dot 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 we don't know what's gonna happen i don't know if it's supposed to be implied that like they're gonna go to the movie and then come back okay because i was gonna say like wouldn't i guess maybe her and arthur didn't like because she told arthur they were gonna be out yes because they didn't discuss like what the plans were. i don't know if it's supposed to be like steph plans on having sex with him at the movies or or somewhere maybe coming back to the house after okay but her, she's told Arthur, like, we're going out. Okay. So Arthur's waiting for everybody to leave. It's clearly getting close to 7.45. Yes. So uh, so he's, like, antsy. He wants to watch this porn. His friends are coming over. Yeah. He's reading which, a Spider-Man like, comic. Which, like, honestly, in the realm of things that were going to happen that night, like, he could have passed it off as if, like, oh, my friends are going to come by to hang out. Yeah. And I feel like his mom would be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But anyway. So we see wheels walking up to the house with his flowers. We see a car pull into the driveway. Okay, but I love and that And Mike he, gets out and has the same the bouquet. The same bouquet. Mike doesn't even say anything, which no. is like red flag. Doesn't even acknowledge wheels. Yeah. Is like, 
weirded out that this child is walking behind him. Yeah. Arthur runs to answer the door to try and, like, you know, play interference. Wheels is like, what are you doing here? Because he doesn't know that Arthur is Stephanie's brother. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Steph's mom comes down, sees Wheels, and she's like, you're the boy from the pharmacy earlier. And she goes, what are those flowers for? And Arthur's like, he's very interested in horticulture. Because Arthur is still trying to save everybody's butt. Yeah, because he wants to watch Swamp Sex Robots. Yeah, so Steph's mom is like, Stephanie, get down here right now. Steph's like, trying to put her hair back up, trying to take her makeup off, uh, runs down the stairs in a row, but you can clearly see her super bright hot pants underneath. And uh, Steph's mom is like, okay, that's it. Get in here. Arthur goes, so long, Swamp Sex Robots. Like, as if no one was like, Arthur, what did you just say? Yeah. So... Steph's mom walks over, opens up Steph's robe, and sees, like, her scandalous outfit. And she's like, I don't know what you two had planned, but given that you bought what you bought, like, I think we all need to have a big discussion here. So she says, I'm sorry, Michael. And he goes, that's okay, I'll call you. Gives her the flowers and leaves. Which, like, it's a bit of a weird move, but, like, I also get, like... He seems like a guy who doesn't have kids, given how weirded out he was by wheels. I feel like he wanted out of this situation so fast. Yeah, he's like, I don't have kids. I don't want to talk about these kids clearly getting ready to have sex. I'm not here for it. Yeah. Like, call me when you're done. So Steph's mom sits her and wheels down. And then we hear a knock on the door. And it's uh, Yik and Alex and uh, I missed who the other kid was. I think it was a kid that we've never really seen before. Okay. And they're all like... We want to watch the porno. We're here for the porno. Yeah, and Earth is like, shh. shh, shh. Which, and like, once again, if you open Steph's mom's door, you can see into the house. Yeah. So, like, they would know that his mom is still home. Yeah. Why would they say we're here for the? Oh my god. They just walked by this weird dude backing out of the driveway. Yes. Like, t- take a hint, guys. Like. Anyways, so Any, Arthur anyway. closes the door and looks at his mom like, hey. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So Steph's mom, or Steph is talking to Vula walking to school and she's like, oh, my mom was furious. I'm grounded for two weeks. And she made us all talk about sex and everything. Okay. And she goes, Vula, I'm not even allowed to go to your house. The way that she says that, though, is like with so much judgment, like. As if I should be allowed to go to your house, because obviously nothing is going to happen at your house. Yeah. Well, I mean, given how strict uh, Vula's dad is, we know that's true. Yeah. Also, it's weird that Vula would be allowed to have friends over anyway, but... Yeah. Your mother never had friends over. <laughs> your mom didn't even have friends. Yeah. Not until she was 16. Not until she... Uh, she never had friends. Not never. until the fall of the Iron Curtain. <laughs> Anyway, so they're walking. Steph says, she's acting as if I murdered someone. Which, like, I I think we missed the moment. So she says to Steph, like, given the way that you're dressed, like, you're dressed like, a, she says, a tramp or something. Yeah. So I think that, like, honestly, I finally get why Steph has to hide everything about her life. Because... Yep. Her mom kind of seems like a judgmental prude. Yep. Also, where did Steph get the money for all of these clothes, and how does she hide them in her house? 
I'm assuming she's had her dad buy them like, oh, dad, you're taking me back to school shopping, okay. picked out clothes and is like, oh, here this. And then at home, she's like, oh, mom, take me back to school shopping and got okay. like the conservative outfits. That, that's my headcanon. Sure. Her mom seems like the type of mom that would snoop through her stuff, though. Probably. I'm assuming she keeps so... it in her bag and has to, if she has to wash it, she washes it at dad's. Mm. Or like hides it in her locker, maybe. Yeah. That would make sense. So Steph's like, oh, it sucks that I'm grounded and everything, but at least I didn't have to do anything. Because oh. even though she kept saying she really wanted to, she didn't want she to. didn't want to have she sex. Wasn't ready. So then Joey wheels up on his skateboard and he's like, How was the big date? What happened? And Will's like, nothing happened. Joey's like, nothing? That was your one chance. And Wheels is like, hey man, it didn't happen, but that's okay. It's none of your business. It is none of Joey's business. Yeah. And then Joey's like, so are you guys not going out anymore? And then Will's like, no, we decided we're just going to be friends. And then Joey's like, so she's available? All right. (laughs) Because Joey's a piece of shit. Yeah, like as if like, oh, so that means I have a chance with her. Yeah. And then Vula says, Steph, you weren't really going to do anything, were you? And then credits roll. But the so, sm- this little smirk that Steph is giving implies that, like, no, I was, I didn't really want to do it, but... But I was going I'm, to. Well, I, I would have done it to fit in because I'm Stephanie K, but, like, I didn't want to. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, the look that she's giving is, like, yeah, I probably would have. Yeah. I mean, she kissed all the boys to get their vote for school, so, like, she's, she's willing to give in to peer pressure. I know. But yes, so if you're going to keep watching these episodes with us moving forward, watch the PBS episodes because I don't know why these episodes are cut, but the official Degrassi channel and Encore Plus episodes are shorter. Plus you don't have ads on the PBS one. Yes, but you do have to log into your YouTube app. So Yes. All right. Yeah, so that was uh, that was it. Um, the next episode of uh, Next Generation... We just did the mating game. The next one is Basketball Diaries. Yes! Jimmy yes. wants to join the basketball team, has to practice so much, is affecting his studies. To give him more focus, he gets Spinner to give him Ritalin pill. Meanwhile, okay. Liberty is tired of not getting any credit for her speech writing. Uh, so it's like a Vula. Yes. Like a but Vula situation. I, I don't think there is any episode of Next Generation that touches on... Ridland, because like ADD, ADHD weren't as much of a thing until the 90s. Yes. So I don't think there's not really a comparable episode. So we might just do that and then we might just pick a fun junior high episode to talk about. Or we might even just talk about the the drug episode of uh, junior high, which is Shane dropping acid. So stay tuned because we don't know what we're doing yet. Yep. But you're going to love it. Yes. It'll be good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, guys. Uh, See you next time.